0: Mm -hmm. And it's
1: just taken time to, you know, go through some trials and errors to figure out, you know, what makes me feel more aligned and then Mm -hmm. realize that it's not the end of the world if you don't have it all figured out because life can still be fun, even if
2: you're just kind of flailing through too. (laughs) Are we having fun? Hell yeah. I'm Steph and I'm Kayla and we're two best friends coping with life the only way we know how. One adventure and a cocktail at a time.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Excitement is real.
2: juice cleanse, juice cleanse, juice cleanse. Oh my gosh. If you say it three times, a juice will appear like Beetlejuice. Get it? Beetlejuice. All right. Um, We did not pick a cocktail this week because Stephanie is on a juice cleanse, so she can't be getting crunk. All right. You know what I'm saying? And honestly, I was feeling the same way. Sometimes you just go a little overboard and you got to reset. So uh, cut us a break. All right. But also, what about an alcoholic juice? Like, why isn't that a thing? Why don't they serve juice cleanse type cocktails at a bar? I don't know. Did I just start a new thing? All right, whatever. Whatever. This week, we have, I think, our very first podcasting group, so it's a very different dynamic when we get to bring on people that are like us, Uh, and we're really excited to have the cast of Successful The Podcast on. We have Natalie Burke, who is a corporate consultant and yoga teacher in Dallas, Texas, and Aw, she's with her partner and her pets. We can relate. <laughs> um, she loves rock climbing, same, sewing, or is in her garden. Oh my gosh. Like, it's like the best of both worlds between me and Stephanie. Oh, I <laughs> exactly. <it>. And then <laughs> Carla Parra is a Mexican-American ex-corporate consultant turned writer and life and career coach for women. Yes. I love how you just took your career and went your own direction with it. That's what we're all about here, and we can't wait to get into it. And she explores everywhere in a tiny camper with her husband and her two dogs. I mean, definitely goals.
3: (laughs) I need to hear about that. I'm trying to do many (laughs) stories.
2: So we want to welcome Natalie and Carla to the show. Welcome, welcome.
0: Thank you. Hi, ladies. Such a pleasure to be on. So nice to be here. Yeah. Thank you for inviting us. This is such an honor it's our inaugural
2: podcaster to podcaster podcast episode. Yeah. <laughs> How, <laughs> How many times can we say here? podcast? Yes. Yeah. And it, it's funny um, that you guys are in Texas because I was looking at our insights the other day or yesterday and we have like a following in Texas. So it could be you, I don't know, but it <laughs> It's just interesting because Stephanie's in Florida, I'm in Minnesota. This is a very like remote travel type podcast, but we haven't been to Texas together. So we're wondering where those people are coming from. And <laughs> it's so cool though. Of we have it is probably everywhere. us,
1: And there's so many of us too. And Texas is we're huge. Yeah, it's
2: bigger. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. welcome to the show. And tell us a little bit about your podcast. I w- we want to hear it from your perspective, because um, that way we can, you know, get our audience involved with more podcasting opportunities.
0: Yeah. So yeah, our podcast is called Successful. And it's really connected to the premise that as women, we grow up with an idea of what success should mean. And the more women that we talk to, the more we kind of test this as being true, that there's this path that many of us are taught that we need to follow. Um, You know, for me, everybody's different. But for me, it was very much the, you know, go to college and then work really, really hard. And then when you retire, then you can enjoy life. And that served me for a while. But there came a point in my life where I realized I don't want to wait until I retire to live and to enjoy my life and wake up happy and excited about what I'm doing. And so I've been very intentional in my life. And I know Natalie has been too, and really thinking about what is my definition, my definition of success Mm -hmm. um, according to my terms. And then how do I pursue that? So we want to bring the stories of more women that are doing that, of redefining what success means to them and going after that definition on their own terms.
2: Yes. And that plays into the whole like traveling. And so you're usually podcasting on the road. Is that right? right? And then (laughs) and then you kind of like hold the fort down in Texas. (laughs) And yeah. And she
1: has the best acoustics in her camper. I am so jealous.
0: Uh, Our little camper has this, it's really weird. It's a carpet wall. mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, the temperature regulation yeah. and sound to you know muffle sound but it so happens it works out for it works out great it's, it's like, like our own little
1: recording room yeah it's amazing oh, yes.
0: so whenever we record I just kick my husband out I'm like you go out to the car <laughs> the <dog's laughs> yeah. on a walk. I record it the mm-hmm. yeah.
2: perfect yeah. um so <laughs> checking that off the list I'm going to buy a camper right now and turning it yeah. into my vo my studio, studio.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> I just it serves both purposes. You can have adventures, you can have a
0: podcast. you can do yeah. it all, you you do it all.
2: <laughs> in a camper. Yeah. I love that. So in terms of coaching, consulting, mm-hmm. um, I mean, what do you kind of like do to coach people into living the life they want? Yeah,
0: well, consulting, which is what Natalie does and what I mm-hmm. did for many years. It's really about telling people what to do. It is right? solving like problems. It's solving problems by giving them the formula for how to fix problems. Mm-hmm. As a coach, it's I coach really with the belief that people already have the answers within them based on their experiences, based on their own, own inner knowledge. And my job as a coach is to help them find those answers within within themselves. By asking the right questions, by getting really curious, by holding up a mirror to help my clients see what they're not seeing. And so that's really how coaching is very different from consulting or from like even managing or mentoring, which is very much about telling people what to do here. It's really creating a a container, a safe space for Mm -hmm. exploration and to just kind of get messy and muddy with life's problems or life's dreams, right? And be able to always start with a goal, muddle through things and always end with forward movement. And coaching is different from therapy Mm -hmm. in that sense. And that therapy is very past focused, which Mm -hmm. is very important too. But coaching is very forward looking. It's very much about momentum, very much about taking action, but not just taking action, like with a, let's make a plan kind of approach. Rather it's what are the inner blocks that are preventing you from taking action on the things that you want. So for example, when I was way before I became a coach or yeah, before I launched my business and left my consulting career, there was a lot of fear there, right? Like a lot of, well, first of all, not even, I didn't even have clarity. Like I knew I wanted to do something else, but I didn't even know what that meant. Um, and so I wish that at the time I'd had a coach to help me gain clarity. And then once I had clarity to help me gain um, self-belief and to gain courage to take the steps that felt in line with myself and in line with my values and what I, what's important to me. And so that's really what a coach does. It's a partner. It's a partnership to help you get clarity on what's really important to you and then work on the inner blocks. Cause so many of our blocks are inner. We, we tend to blame things like I don't have time or I don't have money, which are all external blocks, but really the internal ones are the biggest ones that we need to tackle. And so a coach can really help you with that and then start to take that forward movement and build some momentum towards your your goals and building the life that you want. So that's what I do now. And interestingly, a lot of my clients, well, I I really love working with women, um, career focused women um but a lot of them do tend to come from the consulting world that's not the only type of woman that I that I co- uh, coach but it's a world that I'm so familiar with or from corporate right it's a world that I'm so intimately familiar with with all the lingo and the hierarchies and priorities yeah. and things like that. so it's been a very natural fit for me to to work with those women so you can consul- so you
2: coach the consultants and then the consultants Tell everybody what to do.
0: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so really I'm the one that's like behind the scenes. She's changing so the world Yeah. Like Wizard of Oz behind the curtain. Look, she's even wearing <laughs>
3: green. It all works. Oh, wow. <laughs> if you have, um, if you're working with a woman that isn't in the consulting industry, how do you bridge that gap? Like if you have no idea of the industry that they're in, how do yeah, you help them with question. their goals
0: like that? So it's not necessary as a coach to know the industry. A lot of people think, I mean, there. There's a benefit, like some some of my clients do come and they say, I chose you as my coach, because I know you understand my world. And I get that there is a benefit to that. But as a coach, we're not trained to be coaches in a particular industry, or even a particular area of life, right? There are coaches that are relationship coaches or coaches like marriage coaches or career or whatever, you know, sales, whatever different aspect. But that's something that coaches that are certified choose for themselves afterwards because of maybe where they come from. But the training that we go through is to be able to coach everybody, men, women, old, young, like really it's about, I mean, because as humans, we all have a shared, um, we all have shared inner blocks, right? And it doesn't matter what the industry is. It's really about the human essence that we learn to coach. So, so yeah, it's a great question, but industry is, is not, uh, part of that equation. However, you can specialize in that, if that's something that you want. So for example, I'm specialized in transitions. So I always worked in, in the corporate, uh, space in change management, helping companies transition through change. So it was a very natural fit. And because I have gone through a lot of change too, I love change, um, to focus on transitions. And so I went through extra training to understand how I could coach people on navigating through changes in their own lives. Yeah. Awesome. So it's more of like a holistic, like
1: a training session of hers before. And it's very fun. It's very difficult because it's not just, you know, sitting there telling about, you know, what you did that day and why you're unhappy. She asks you very pointed questions and -hmm. you really have to dig deep to answer them. So it's, you know, questioning your beliefs and your values and digging Mm -hmm. into, you know, the why behind your actions and, and why you believe something. So
0: yeah, it's bringing more conscious awareness to the way that we live our life, which we don't always do, right? Because we're busy and we're distracted. Mm -hmm. Right. So that coaching space is really about consciousness. And it forces
3: you to be honest with yourself, which is hard to do sometimes because you have to look in and see where
2: you need to work. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for somebody who is, let's say, transitioning from a corporate role to maybe like a a job that more suits their passions. Um, is there, is there like a specific kind of person that you should look for first? Like, should you go to coaching first? Should you go to therapy first? Should you go to consulting if it's not like corporate base? Like, um, or is it like you kind of could benefit from having all of those different things at once?
0: That's a Yeah, I like your third option the most because I think that <laughs> having a team around you is the best if you can. Um, but I think it depends on just where you are in that journey. So if, for example, you are very stuck, you feel very, very stuck in where you are and it has to do with trauma, for example, you know, or like really deep seated beliefs that come from your childhood, I think therapy is more well suited at that particular point, because Mm -hmm. therapy really digs into those past held or or, um, beliefs or um, assumptions that we make that are that are based on our childhood, um, or just our past life in general. And so therapy would be really good for that coaching, doesn't really dig into the past as much it's someone that's more ready to start to take action not not to say that we don't go into the past a little bit but Mm -hmm. it's really somebody that's ready to move forward so that's when a coach would come into play i'd say a consultant would be more if you have a particular skill set that you're trying to develop Mm -hmm. um or I don't have consulting. I think it would be more like a teacher of some sort that I would go to to gain skills mm-hmm. and to maybe a mentor, somebody that would that could I, the, the, that I could be a shadow or, or shadow that person and learn about their career path. Natalie and I have been talking a lot about that today, mm-hmm. like the importance of mentorship, mm-hmm. which is a different role from a coach because a mentor will tell you, will say, "My path has been this. You might benefit from also following this path." a coach will never say that because a coach knows that the shoes that you have walked in will never be the same shoes that I walked in. Mm -hmm. So I think that all of those roles do have an important place in that journey of making a change, but I think it's important to see like, where are you in that journey? Are you Mm -hmm. still very stuck? Are you ready to move forward? Are you looking to gain a particular skill set? Are you just looking for somebody to learn from that's done? It's been on the path that you're going to go on in that case, a mentor would be better. So, so I think it's important to see where in the stage you are, but Mm -hmm. if you can have the whole team, even better. Yeah, the whole (laughs) team. And this is a concept that one of our guests told us, one of our
1: mutual friends, she said that you should be trying to collect your own board of directors. So these people in your life who are supporting you in different ways, So, you know, a friend who can listen to you, you know, gripe about your day, a therapist who can help you dig into the trauma, a coach who can push you forward, maybe a financial advisor who can help you plan for your big dreams, you know, having these people around you who can support you and guide you as you work towards building your dream life. Yeah, over time, I think we collect these people. And we have a few in our lives, but if you consciously start to map out what you want your life to look at, you can bring those type of people in whose life you either want to emulate because, you know, this is the person I want to be like, or, you know, whatever it is, just having those people in your life that you can um, either shadow or be educated by. I think it's an important thing to have.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love how you called it a board of directors because that really like puts your mm-hmm. life into like you're the CEO of yeah. your own, yeah. t- <laughs> you are of your you're own company. You the you're CEO. the brand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I think though, like our our um podcast definitely has a lot of people that are um I wouldn't say just like us because maybe we're in a different place now, but but we were definitely lost when we got out of college, and that was kind of the whole idea behind us starting this was that you know, we don't really know anything about life in general, but we kind of know what, what we want. So this was like our exploration. Like this is where we started going to guide us one way or the other. Yeah. We, we tend to get people that are still trying to find themselves as well. That could benefit from people like you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially like we just had a mom, um, She Well, she's not just a mom, but (laughs) um, (laughs) we had a nurse on the show, um, but it turned out that, you know, the response was all these new moms that just got all this value out of her giving her insight. Like you said, nobody has the same path. Like it might be with work. It might be with your personal life, but like everybody has their own path, but they can hopefully get inspired by the people we bring on and, and try to find their own way. So I really appreciate you giving us the insight into what you do, because I feel like it's, it's becoming more popular to have coaches around and, and like all of these new, like mentors, things like that. But I feel like it's still not mainstream. I don't know if that's the right word for it. Yeah. But I feel like a lot more people could benefit from it that just have no idea what you guys are doing in your daily lives.
0: I completely agree. I mean, when I was in my 20s, I didn't even, it didn't even cross my mind to look for a coach. Like I didn't even know what that was. And I think that there is a, I don't know, I think being a coach that there's, a little bit of a stigma sometimes where I'm coaching like being this like frou-frou thing, like a Tony Robbins kind of thing. And <laughs> <Yep>. which- <Tony laughs> they, look one, just, yeah, they look at one, yeah, they look at one guy. <laughs> yeah, but I think that those personalities have given coaching a little bit of, I don't know, a bad, taste bad taste for some know. people of thinking like, oh my gosh, like how I'm gonna pay this amount of money for somebody to just ask me questions. Like that's ridiculous. Or right. somebody that's too like, ooh, rah, rah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <and, laughs> And when I went into the coaching industry, I felt a little bit of that, like, oh, well, I don't want to be one of those, you know, I don't want to be like, I, I want to be me. I want to be authentic. And for me, it was important to really learn what it means to coach and get certified. And there's a lot of coaches out there that aren't certified that are very good. And there's also a lot of coaches out there that are certified that aren't very good. So I think I've just learned, like, for me personally, it is important to educate myself with the tools to be able to help people in a really impactful, authentic way. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's, I mean, I think there's a coach for everybody out there. Yeah. But one thing that I wanted to say from something that you mentioned about like when you get out of college, because Natalie and I do talk a lot about that. Um, For me, it was a little longer ago than for Natalie when I graduated from college. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is a time where you're just like a little lost for sure. And even though for me, I had a job already waiting for me out of college, which definitely helped with having that clarity. I still had no idea what the heck I was doing with my life financially, um, career wise. I was just kind of like, oh, well, this stuck to the wall. This spaghetti stuck. I'll go there. (laughs) Yeah. And I think I've realized now in my 30s that- At that point, I had I felt like I needed this like grand plan for my life, like I need to have it figured out. And why don't I have it figured out? And it just felt very overwhelming Mm -hmm. and very much like I wasn't living my life because I didn't have this plan figured out. And I realize now in my mid 30s that life is not meant to be this one grand plan. Rather, I almost think of it like, like a book with a lot of different chapters, like life is the book. And we just have a lot of chapters that we get to live out. And so I'm so glad that in my 20s, I had the chapter where I had no idea what the heck I was doing, because that was so necessary for me to get to the next chapter, which then taught me different things and the next one. And I will also say that in my 30s, I don't always know what the heck I'm doing. (laughs) So it's not like you're like this magical age where you got it all figured out. I don't think that's true. But I think that's a good thing, right? Because it means Mm -hmm. that you're reinventing yourself and it means that you're growing. Because when we stop learning, we stop growing. And so- Yeah, exactly. You got to just look at it really as a set of chapters that, and and what a fun way to look at it, Mm -hmm. I think. I think think it takes
1: age though, to have that perspective. For sure. When you come out of these transition points, so you feel like you're at the top of the mountain after you get out of school, right? Like I've graduated. I did the thing. Maybe you have a job lined up. You just feel on top of the world. You enter the real world and you realize, okay, where are the, those milestones? What's the next milestone to get married? Like what, right. what's the next thing that I need to do? And it, I just remember being so stressed out all the time. I got depressed. I was like, what am I doing with my life? I should be loving it. I've got this great job. I'm making money. I did not know how to save money, which was a problem that I figured out (laughs) later. Um, It all comes with time. (laughs) Um, But I was just confused and depressed. And I was like, I shouldn't feel this way because basically I have... a life that people would just die to have. Basically I have this great life, but it was something that was missing there. Mm -hmm. I think there were a few things, lack of perspective, because I thought I should have it all figured out, like Mm -hmm. Carla said. And then the second thing is not being aligned with what I was doing, but not realizing that was what was driving me to to not feel great about life. Mm -hmm. And it's just taken time to, you know, go through some trials and errors to figure out, you know, what makes me feel more aligned and then realize that it's not the end of the world if you don't have it all figured out because life can still be fun, even if you're just kind of flailing through too. (laughs) (laughs) And I think a big thing also, or at least for me is
3: you, you have to stop comparing your journey to other people's journeys. Yeah, I think oh, that's a big gosh. one that Huge. that makes you not aligned because you see, oh, this person already got married. They already did this. They're mm-hmm. living here. Why aren't I doing that? You know, mm-hmm. it, it kind of makes you look internally and think that your life isn't as great because of what other people are doing.
1: Absolutely. So you just have yeah. to kind of
3: focus on your own path and,
1: you know. Yeah. And it's so hard in this world because we have access to everybody's stories right. or what yeah. everybody projects their stories to be. Exactly. Right? Like yeah. our parents didn't have that. Right. <laughs>
0: so right. We're so we're they could only be focused time. about them. Right.
1: Yeah. We're confronted all the time with what pe- other people are doing yeah. and it really can make us feel unsatisfied. But the yeah. amount of people that we've talked to who feel the same way, it's everybody's feeling the same, you know, imposter yeah, exactly. syndrome. Right. Once you get past the facade
3: of exactly. Instagram and social media. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to have that perspective
0: though. Yeah. Even now. Yeah. I, mean, I know logically I shouldn't compare myself to others. It's <laughs> like, you know, the podcast, right? Natural. Like you look at other podcasters, and you're like, oh my gosh, they have thousands of followers, whatever. Yeah. But you have to have perspective. Mm-hmm. We just launched our podcast two months ago. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yay! expect, you know, you can't compare yourself. Right. I heard a great quote. Um, I'm not going to try to say the quote, but it was something about like, you can't compare yourself to George Lucas you know, with Star Wars, you, you can't like right. try to write the next Star Wars and be like, oh my gosh, why isn't my work like Star Wars? You need to start where he started. Like yes. of his earliest, right. earlier works, yeah. like level set.
3: When mm-hmm. nobody was listening or reading. Him, exactly. You know, yes. one yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. That's us right now. Right <laughs> now, <laughs> We're starting our George Lucas period of time right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But that is such a, yeah, that's an important thing to say though, because it's like, we do that all the time as well. We can't help it, but we, we think of what we want and we're like, okay, it's not going to happen right away, but we can still dream big. And then we got to just do the little things now. And then eventually it might not look exactly how we thought it was going to look, but it'll lead somewhere. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And I think
1: something that's really interesting. So just a background on us. So we met in the consulting world at the same company. Mm -hmm. I still work there. And most of the time that I've worked at this company, I've felt misaligned and only in the last Mm -hmm. few years, um, have I started to take my values and what I really want to focus my life on. So For example, sustainability is a huge value of mine, you know, being kind to the planet. Yeah. Um, I have started to shift my career in that direction, and consulting has been really wonderful because it allows you that flexibility. It took me years to get here, but I was able to kind of steer my career in the direction that aligned with my values and taking those baby steps, like you said, just one step at a time, you know, getting to know the right people educating yourself and just getting in line with my values has allowed me to then jump into that career. Mm -hmm. And it's so much more satisfying when you're working for something that you really believe in. And it's made it a lot easier to actually go to work every day. You know, it took a long time to get here, but it just goes (laughs) to show me like these little steps, like starting a podcast to share stories with other women, like these little things start to set you up for the life that you want.
0: Yeah. It's an important thing of you saying it took me a long time to get here, I don't think it has to take a long time Doesn't have to, to get there. And I think it kind of goes back to how I wish I'd had a coach in my 20s to help me learn these things. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, hindsight is 20, 20 always, right? But, <laughs> but really, I think at all points, at all stages in our lives, we should know our values. This is something that has been very top of mind for me. It's, it's what guided me to become a full-time RVer and Mm -hmm. hit the road and live in nature. It's what guided me to launch my business. It's knowing what are the key principles that I want to live my life, but not like all 15 of them. No, like what are the three to five things that I would be willing to do anything to defend and to honor in my life? For example, Mm -hmm. family, family is a really common one, right? Mm -hmm. Do anything to defend your family. But sometimes when we to defend and honor time with your family, but sometimes when we're feeling misaligned and guilt and things like that and anxiety, a lot of times is because we don't spend enough time with our family and we feel like we're not honoring that particular value. So that's just an example. But another value for me, for example, was uh, freedom. Freedom is hugely important to me. And so when I was in corporate to have somebody else own my time, and to be living in an apartment where I felt like that was all there was, which mm-hmm. it was a great apartment, um, <laughs> and I felt constrained, I felt limited. And so when I realized like, huh, like freedom is my number two value, like it's really high up there. And yet my life is not reflecting that particular one or adventure, for example. And so I, it would have been nice to have a little more of that clarity in my 20s. Mm-hmm. Of course I'm glad. I mean, I've probably was able to define my values much more easily because of all my experiences. Mm -hmm. So nothing is ever wasted. But if out of college, you can really spend some time thinking about what are the three to five things that are so in alignment with me? Like when I am, when things are really good, it's because these things are being honored. And when things are not so good, it's because I'm not honoring these these different values mm-hmm. that can change so much that can change the decisions that you make about what job to take or not to take or where to live or who to be in partnership with. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. so when you realize that
2: you're misaligned, how do you stay like focused on like, obviously you can't just quit your job, right? You can't just be like, I'm done with this. Like yeah. maybe Tell it was don't stop. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> it was so easier in college, you know, like, oh, uh, this, this is class is this major is not for me. I'm <laughs> yeah. going to switch it. Yeah. Um, right. But like you can't do that uh, when you're in, in your mid late 20s. So like, how do you stay kind of centered in, in those instances until you can really transition somewhere else? I think
0: they, to a certain extent you can be doing certain things not necessarily drop your job and because yeah of course you need some stability if that's a value that's important to you um but you can be doing little things like for example to natalie's point like the consulting field for example tends to be an area that's very diverse and so i think it's important to not be so um like have these blindfolds of being like this is the only thing there is for me mm-hmm. no like maybe within my own company there are other people that I can talk to that are doing something else that seems kind of interesting. Maybe I'll have a coffee with that person, or maybe I'll ask if I can just kind of, you know, sit in on one of their meetings or something to kind of just see if that's something that speaks to me. So Mm -hmm. I think that there are certain little things that you can do in your current environment just to explore. I think really, I I love the word like experimentation Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be changing your job completely. It can be these little different steps that you take just to start to open up your perspective and your like open up those blinders a little bit, um, so it can be really as small as as doing that, or it can be bigger, right? It can be taking like I don't know a couple of weeks off and going and I don't know doing like some sort of activity retreat that really a something. retreat or something that yeah. takes you really like that allows you to get perspective. Retreat. Because sometimes when we are in the in the trenches of our job, yeah. it's really hard to have perspective. I've had clients that mm-hmm. have had yeah. to take leaves of absence from their job to get that perspective or take a two, at least two weeks of vacation to be able to be like, Oh my gosh, I am not my job. <laughs> I yeah. thought I was, but yeah. my job doesn't find me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, or it normal, doesn't serve normal, me anymore. Normal. Yeah. Yeah. So what you, whatever you can do to just step away for a little bit and spend time, not, you know, if your intention is really to discover, use that time to discover mm-hmm. journal, mm-hmm. talk to people, Right, you know, really spend time by yourself, listening to yourself, I think is, is really important. I think mm-hmm. it's one of the biggest gifts that you can give yourself. Absolutely. And I think one of the hardest things, so your, your question
1: was coming from the perspective, I think of somebody who already knows kind of what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's oh. oftentimes the hardest thing to do yeah. is define, you know, and have clarity on what do I want to be doing? What does my ideal life look like? Right. So that's what Carla is kind of digging into is that discovery portion that has to happen first. Yeah. And sometimes it just takes some life experience to be able to say, these Are the things I don't want to do, right? Yeah, you're, you do right. the things that you're like, after, so this is, <laughs> yeah, <this is>
2: <laughs> I know what I don't right? want to like, do. Yeah, yeah. I never do let's that hone again. in on what I do want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly,
1: that's so yeah. interesting
2: that you say that because that's so true. Like, uh, you know, my perspective is not of somebody who just finished college, but I do remember not even knowing where mm-hmm. I was gonna go with that. So, that is so interesting, like, even. Even the experience I've had in like four, I don't even know how many years it's been, five years um, has, has changed the way even I look at things. So exactly. I like that you brought that up because it could be different for somebody else. And, and that is the hardest spot is when you don't know what you want. You yeah. yeah. And I want to say to those people who don't know, I mean, it can feel
1: so isolating and mm-hmm. so um, really depressing. I mean, that's what I experienced was just like, you feel yeah. like you don't know where to go. You don't know where to turn. Nothing feels like it's for you. It just, it feels very, um, it's very difficult, but my advice is to just start somewhere. So mm-hmm. start at that job that maybe is just okay. Learn what you can and then figure it out from there. Right. Cause you've got to start somewhere. Right. Um, and no matter what experience you have, like Carla said, your time isn't wasted. I look back on some of the things that I've done where I worked with terrible people who were verbally abusive, but I learned how to not manage people, <laughs> you know, don't manage people like that. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I to add to that. The other thing that's really popping in my mind is the importance about talking about that totally. because so often, especially in my twenties, I used to think like, I must be the only one, like to your point, mm-hmm. it feels really lonely. Like I must be the only one that really hates my children yeah. because everybody <laughs> shows up and Kills it, right? And I think I'm killing it, but I'm miserable killing it. Like, do yeah. other people feel this like pit in their stomach every time they stand up to present? And are what if they are, do like, though? No, I'm getting. I think that's the <laughs> I think, think some do. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: I think that a lot just of people hiding it <laughs> are miserable and anxious in silence. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the older I became, and the more that I started to be more comfortable in talking about. Like, oh, you know, this is really hard. The more other, especially other women opened up and said, yeah, it is really hard and it has not been easy for me. And then they share their story. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important to just remember that you're definitely not alone definitely not, and to give other people the opportunity to share by also sharing your own story mm-hmm. and, and being vulnerable about it, which can be hard definitely for sure. Yeah. And is that, is that what you guys are trying
3: to come across with your podcast? Like, I know that you have different guests with different, you know, walks of life. So are you really trying to show, you know, everybody's in a different spot and this is how they got to where they are, basically? Yeah,
0: and it's been like intentional and unintentional. Mm -hmm. Like intentionally, we want to bring the real life, the real stories of real women who are redefining and and pursuing success on their own terms. But I think the more we're realizing unintentionally is how shared these stories are, these stories of, Imposter syndrome. These stories of self-doubt. These stories of feeling like I'm not good enough. Of lacking self-belief. And it's just amazing to see, like, wow, we're not talking about these things very much in, right? You know, in mm-hmm. the corporate world. I think a little bit more now, probably mm-hmm. than when I was in my 20s, because mm-hmm. mental health is becoming, yeah, more of a you know, it's less of a taboo topic, less of a taboo, right. Yeah. right? Especially but on social media.
2: People are like so so much more open now about that kind of stuff. And maybe it's because you get attracted to what you want to see on social media. But but also a lot of people are opening up about it, which is amazing. I think so. Yeah. And
1: And sharing the stories of people because you see these people and a lot of time we see um, see them at their most successful. Right. So you listen to How I Built This by Guy Raz, that amazing podcast where he interviews entrepreneurs Entrepreneurs who have found success. Right. Right. And before, you know, he started interviewing these people, you'll just see this entrepreneur who's making, you know, millions of dollars per year. And it only took them two years to do it. And you're like, right. Dang. But where was he
2: do? for the 10 years before that? That's what I think <laughs> exactly. of. Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
1: And so we love to dig into like he does really, but for women specifically, what was your path?
2: And there's mm-hmm. a lot of
1: trials along the way. So we dig into all of their vulnerabilities. And then one of the big themes that we're seeing, especially with the women who are entrepreneurs and who have started their own businesses are that they, they're scared, right? So there's this level of fear and risk mm-hmm. aversion, but they get to a point where they cannot take it anymore. So there's always that push, right? Yes, so they're right. coming into work crying every day. They <laughs> just can't get out of bed because they just don't want to go. Sometimes, Sometimes they get me. fired, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> So there's this push and they're scared to death, but they do it
2: anyway. And they start their own business anyway. That, I Um, mean, that is, that is hands down. I I mean, probably Stephanie, I don't want to speak for her, but definitely me and me pushing her (laughs) on this whole journey because it's getting, it's definitely getting to that point even.
0: Sometimes that push, yeah, needs to be internal and sometimes for some people, it needs to be like that external, like, mm-hmm. okay, right. well, and now I have no choice. But no ideally, choice. It, it's ideal if, you, if it doesn't get to that point. Mm-hmm. If you right. can take more ownership and, and either one works, mm-hmm. but it feels better if you feel more like, I made this decision, this was on my own right. terms, and this mm-hmm. is because I'm honoring myself right? Mm-hmm. versus I have no choice, now I must go. I mean, the language there is just so different. Right, like, yeah. Mm-hmm
3: there's more growth too if you do it yourself versus like oh I got fired now I have to do it yeah did you really did
1: you really do it or was it you know (laughs) right I think there's merit to both really for sure yeah because you know even if you do get fired you have that choice right you can either find a similar job or you know you can go do something that's you know not your own if that's your path and that's totally fine but you know we've talked to people who use that as their discovery period. Yeah. So they're right. like, "Well, shoot. I got fired at the beginning of a pandemic. Um, what am I going to do?" Yeah. You know, right. And use that time Scary. to introspect so that they could then figure out what they wanted to do, whether yeah. what that was their own job that they created or going into something different. Where
3: do you guys see your podcast, your professional lives, everything? Where do you see it going in the next, you
1: know, months, years?
3: What are your, it's what are funny that for? you asked that because we
1: spent the whole day together well we don't get to see each other in person very often since she's on the road right so she's in town which we're really lucky um but we spent the whole day basically ideating around what do we want this to be right what do we want the podcast to be what do we want to be um you know our goal with not only the podcast but anything that supports it so we can we have this I don't know what you would call it this vision. mission statement yeah. vision um and we want to we want to make it bigger. Mm-hmm. We do. We we have a lot of dreams for how to help women specifically to thrive um and not feel like they're stuck. Yeah. And and there's just a lot a lot of things we could do there.
0: Yeah, I think the podcast awesome. the podcast was like a very um first of all we were both excited about the idea mm-hmm. of a podcast but I think we've always known that the podcast is a piece of a much bigger Bigger puzzle mission that we want to go after Mm -hmm. Um, and it's really creating this space creating this safe community or safe container or whatever you want to call it for women to and very in line with what we've been talking about to realize that we're not alone in a lot of these emotions that we're feeling um, and be able to lift each other up in pursuing the different paths that will bring us joy and a sense of fulfillment and a sense of ownership and freedom in, in our lives. So we don't know exactly what it's going to look like in the future for now growing the podcast is our, our short-term goal, mm-hmm. but it's exciting to see the podcast as, as a, a piece of a bigger puzzle puzzle. Yeah. And yeah. I think we
1: got some great Definitely. advice when we started the podcast, which I think has become more and more valid as we've gone on. Um, but one of our good friends, um, Anna, she, we're actually meeting her for dinner after this. She helps podcasters to grow their content essentially and grow their viewership. And she said to us in the very beginning that the podcast shouldn't be the end all be all. She's like, the podcast is a tool. So what are you pointing people towards? Is it a marketing tool for you where you point them towards Carla's coaching business? What is it going to be in the cog in your wheel? Right? Mm -hmm. So what it's, not the entire thing, but it's right. just a piece of it that helps the whole vision to
0: move forward. Yeah. yeah. And I think yes. it's a meaning. It right? it's because it's not, you're not so tied to the metrics, right? It's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Well, even mm-hmm. if only one woman listened to it, that is connected to our right our mission. mission, mission yeah. To what we yeah. want to actually impact versus, right. oh, a hundred people listened. Okay, right. that's great. Okay, but it's yeah. very short-term yeah. From perspective. Yeah. I love that you say that.
2: Yeah. It's not always about the numbers. It's about Mm -hmm. having the right people. And the impact.
0: Mm -hmm. Exactly.
2: Well, thank you so much. Before we sign off though, I have to know because I've been to Dallas. All right. And I know you're traveling around, Carla. So I want you guys to tell us your favorite meals. We love food. We absolutely love food. Your favorite and drinks. So your favorite restaurant around the Dallas area, as well as one that you've discovered on your travels.
0: Oh, Ooh. such a good question. I okay. We one. were just talking about one. We were. I mean, Dallas has a lot of amazing yeah. restaurants and Dallas is not just Dallas. It's a Metroplex. So you've got Fort Worth and you've got McKinney. Mm-hmm. You've got all these right. places. So I do have to say the barbecue in Texas That's and I, I have gonna traveled. <laughs> quite a bit so I've had I just had uh, barbecue in Memphis last weekend okay okay we oh. just had this conversation on
2: Monday so that's interesting that you
0: okay had it in Kansas City I've had it in many different places yeah I think Texas barbecue is the best barbecue I, it's the best. I have to say yes. and there is my husband and I can't wait because next weekend we're going to our favorite barbecue place we've sampled many Yes. But our favorite barbecue place is Cooper's in Fort Worth kind the stockyards. Okay. So stockyards, <laughs> if you've never been to Fort Worth, is where you see real cowboys bring yeah. um, on for horses and they're shepherding or, you know. Yeah. Managing cattle, not shepherding because <laughs> <if> sheep. <it's cows. laughs> yeah, herding or whatever. <laughs> we is really
2: it, know what we're talking about. Know, right? <laughs> is it like a, it almost looks like a warehouse or a garage or something
0: like that? No, it's, it's a, an open area. It's streets, but it's like oh, cobblestone okay. or brick streets. So it's very, very cute. And there's mm-hmm. a rodeo and you can buy Ooh. cowboy hats and boots. And Ooh, this is very you need Texas. to go immediately. Yeah, yeah right <laughs> now. You have to go to the stockyards. Exactly. There's a big honky tonk and place where you can oh, go we love listen to- I honky, talks. Episodes, honky tonks. Honky It's like all the Texas stereotypes converged. Yeah. <laughs> yes, like, hey,
3: but in the yeah, best way go. possible. Yeah,
0: it's the real thing. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's awesome.
3: So I, I love that. that
0: restaurant, but we're back in my old neighborhood where I used to live when we, when I lived in Dallas and there is a really awesome place for Vietnamese food that we're going to go to tomorrow night. Mm -hmm. crimson, Oh, really good. But what's your favorite?
1: I was going to say barbecue too. That was the first thing that came to mind and we live a little bit further North. Mm -hmm. Um, and our favorite is in a town called Plano. So there are really cute downtowns Mm -hmm. in Texas city. So it's this little like Lockable town and it's called Lockhart's and mm. so they smoke they yes, smoke everything there. You can see it and you buy it by the pound. So they'll give you like a slab of wow. beef. It is oh and they serve it in like um like paper. Yeah. So they roll it up paper. in paper and they're like, here you go. Here's that's when you know like, here's your that's
2: the real here's deal. your brisket with like <laughs> sauce. Oh yeah. Here's your slab of <laughs> oh beef. Gosh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> i am i was born and raised in mexico and so to not say the mexican food is my oh. real favorite yeah I and i'm part. sure it's I mean, amazing over there yeah
2: i mean what's i the first thing i thought here. of were tacos <laughs> what's my favorite restaurant or t- yeah the mexican restaurant mexican
0: here. oh you, they closed they closed no actually wow. there is one mm-hmm. that i do like and if anybody is in dallas and is looking for real authentic mexican food recommended by a real mexican the grove in Mexico certified it's a place on lemon avenue called el tisoncito mm. here's what's interesting el Tizoncito, or Tizon, for short it's a taqueria so there's tacos and all kinds of delicious things you see a lot of mexicans oh. there which is mm-hmm. a really good time it already sounds it's good a, it's a mexico city chain and oh. noah my husband and i were just in mexico city a few months ago and we went to the original That's so cool. I kid you not. The The Dallas one is better. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Dallas, good job. (laughs) Mexico City. That is so. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god. How do you spell that? T T I Z O N C I T O. I would not have gotten that. Yeah. Okay. I was going to ask too. I was like, can we get a spelling? Sometimes. Yeah.
2: Oh. Okay. And oh, and a food from your travels before we go. Ooh
3: so hard. And what's the, okay. wait, I have a question. What's the best place you've been to also as a, oh God, that is a that.
0: question. Have it you is been to. to like all the States so far? Or where? Almost. We've been to like maybe 70%. Have you been to Minnesota? Awesome. Cause I'll yes. name five places and I've, to <laughs> else. and I've been to an amazing um, bar yeah. right in Minneapolis. Is it Cowboy Jack's? Blow blew my mind. Oh. It was <laughs> I, I can't remember the name of it, but it was just amazing. It was like a Japanese vibe. Ooh. It was awesome. So we've been to some really interesting places. Um, Skalgard, I think it was called. Skalgard. Anyway, anyway, that's neither here nor there. Best location is really hard. There's so many. We did spend three months in Mexico recently, and we lived in a state called Guanajuato.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: it is beautiful. The most famous city there, San Miguel Allende, which is literally rated the best city in the world. I kid you not, by Travel and Leisure Magazine. It's so beautiful. Ooh, it wow. is really, really, really beautiful. So that was very special to get to live there. In the US, we've been to a lot of national parks. And my favorite, oh, I think, is Zion yes. in, um, in Utah. Nice. Yes. But mm-hmm. Nashville, we were just in Nashville this past <gasps> weekend, my husband and I. And Nashville I is love so Nashville. fun. I love Nashville, and I mm-hmm. think that one of my favorite foods on the road is hot chicken mm-hmm. in Nashville. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hattie B's. What's it called? Chicken. Hattie B's hot chicken. Uh, yes, yeah. Hattie B's hot chicken. Oh, good. I love, exactly.
2: I love it there.
0: Yeah. It's so fun. It's a really special city. So. I'm a, a like,
2: Southern girl at yeah, heart. She's a Nashville so girl. I
0: just, I just,
2: <laughs> I get excited. I'm in Minnesota. I'm literally almost in Canada, but I'm not from here. I'm from Florida, so it's like <laughs>
0: country music yeah, and cowboy hey, boots. Minnesota is very beautiful. It is. I really do enjoy a parts of Minnesota.
2: Yeah, and the rock climbing and everything like that. I mean, we're yeah. we're having a lot Please. of fun with golf right now and. Nice. <laughs>
0: yeah it's very natural there's a lot of it's pretty a lot of lakes and uh it just feels yeah very beautiful there's a yeah. great national park that we haven't been to I think it's called royal you probably know this better royal something and it's an island in northern Minnesota you can only get there by boat really? yeah. national park.
3: that's where your dad yes. went I think
0: right yeah
2: my dad
3: that's on our list yeah didn't he go to a national park in the north
0: somewhere? oh yeah
2: he went to the um what do they call it the boundary waters but voyagers national park I don't know enough about Minnesota, that. <laughs> away from us. But, <laughs> yeah. but anyway, thank you so much for coming on the podcast because um, we actually do have a lot of women listeners and a lot of people from Texas. So um, whether or not they are women or from Texas, I think people <laughs> will get a lot out of this because, you know, it just, like I said, it's a weird point in life. I think all the way through, I mean... My mom's like almost 50 now and she's still trying to figure out life. You know, absolutely. It, it, yeah. You never you never, you never really. Yeah. You, know, you never really caring. figure it out. And you're always learning. And so hopefully people learn something from this because um there's resources. Like you said, you're never yes. alone and there's always somebody that can help you. I think that's the biggest takeaway I had. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us on. This was so fun. Thank you. you. And do you guys have an Instagram
3: handle that you want to pop out there so our listeners can give you a follow?
0: Yeah. Follow us at Successful The Pod. It was too long to have Successful The Podcast. It's just The Pod. pod. Successful Successful The Pod. Pod. And our website is SuccessfulThePodcast.com. So you can learn a little bit more about us and... Find episodes and reach out to us. Yeah, yes. Subscribe, awesome.
2: message them, ask them questions. Ask questions. Please,
0: yeah.
3: do. big yeah. on I questions. always want
2: people doing that. Big questions. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so thank much, you guys ladies. So much.
3: We so appreciate you guys, and maybe we'll be guests on yours one day. Yeah. <laughs> we <absolutely laughs> Once we yeah. get yeah. our lives together. So we'll yeah. it out. <laughs>
2: you know, we're on our own little media journey, trying to. I don't know. You know, we're we're figuring out too.
0: So. Because you that want somebody imagine, in the right? middle of the journey. And that's but- an important story as well.
2: Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that
0: we need to tell. So please, yes, the invitation is wide
2: open. We'll catch you all next time on Are We Having Fun? Again, go rate and review us. And we'll see you all next week. Thank you. Thank Bye. Thank you